Live to see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. This program is your guide to an astounding future that lies ahead, one that will be here sooner than you think, and one that you have an important role to play in bringing about. At The World Transformed, we want to introduce you to what may be the greatest transformation of them all, the one that begins with considering and acting on the almost limitless possibilities that lie before us, and it ends somewhere beyond the reach of the human imagination. So, when does this amazing future begin? Well, today is the day. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-author, co-futurist, and co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Monday. How are you, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. You sound so serious in the intro there. Uh, you know, I... I Hey, this is serious business, man. Why so serious? Why so serious? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is the last thing my dad said to me, right, before he took the knife out. (laughs) You know, I was watching that movie uh, for those... We've gone straight to a... Straight to a geek out on a Monday show. I like it. I was watching that movie the other night. How many different versions of that uh, story does he tell? At least two, right? I think maybe... I think it was three or four. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, explaining the scars is what we're talking about. Yeah, the Joker, and this is uh, this is from The Dark Knight, the Joker explaining the scars on his face. And what's great about that is the first one, the first time you hear it, you go, okay, well, this is why he's so messed up. And then the second time, when he tells a completely different story, you go, boy, this guy is more messed up than we ever could have imagined, right? It's like uh, he just he, he, he carries around a, uh, a a list of those stories. But no, I'm I'm not serious for uh, for psychotic reasons. Uh, I, I'm serious well, that's because good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, thanks for asking. I'm serious because we've got some seriously wonderful developments happening in artificial intelligence where medicine is concerned. We've got this roundup of stories from MIT Technology Review. These are not all new stories, by the way. These are over the last year and a half or so, I think. Maybe, maybe some of them go back even farther than that, some of which we've talked about before. But it was a nice collection that uh, MIT Tech Review put together, and I thought, well, this, this is great how these sort of work together, and it's a, it's a good opportunity to kind of catch up on where AI is in medicine. So here we go. We got we got five stories tonight and we'll share the link for the main story. There's also a video in there that we're not we're not uh, time doesn't permit us this evening to get into the video. So just know that in addition to all the great stuff you hear, there's at least one more, right? And in fact, of course, <laughs> in addition to that, there's lots of other great stuff going on in medicine too, but it's uh it's a it's a nice little roundup here. So let's uh let's jump into it. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and check out the link. Uh, it's 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 worth uh, it's worth going to as Phil has suggested. But yeah, the first one is uh, can AI keep you healthy? And uh, you know that's <laughs> that would be a that would be a terrible title if the answer was no, right? Uh, but, <laughs> Obviously not. All it can do is yeah. ruin your life. Yeah. This is this, <laughs> this is interesting. This company ICX, they are taking it to the next step in terms of health monitoring, in terms of uh, tracking what's happening with your body. And uh, it's, it's very interesting what they talk about doing here. You know, they're going to do everything from your DNA sequence to everything you do, your activity, your sleep, your body temperature, your respiration, your diet. It's, it's going to be looking at all of that stuff all the time. And the goal is, through this process of continuous, nonstop monitoring, it's going to tweak where you are, left and right. Don't eat this, eat this. 
try to get to sleep 15 minutes earlier. You know, the, these, these small adjustments to prevent you from getting sick in the first place. It's, the, the idea right. is that you'll have an AI system directing you towards optimal health all the time. Right. See, what, what we have right now, we don't have health care. We have sick care. When, mm. when, it all goes, when it all goes to pot, then you go seek an expert to help you get back up to good health, right? You, uh, but uh, this, I mean, it basically has the, the doctor standing right next to you all the time, right, and, and, and helping you, you know, uh, stay healthy but, you know, and never get sick, which is, uh, that's pretty amazing. You know, for those who are, those of us who would want to opt in on something like that. Um, I, well, that okay. Now there you go. Now you've said the thing. So you've opened that can of worms. Because here's the question: Would right. this be something people would willingly do, or would this be just unbearably obtrusive? Right? Would this just drive you crazy? Because again, you would have a doctor looking over your shoulder all the time, right. tapping you on the shoulder, saying, "Well, yeah. maybe not that. Maybe no, that. no, maybe maybe that cotton candy is not what you need to be eating, and uh, right. washing it down with a soft drink." Yeah, it's uh, exactly. It's uh, it is. It would be very intrusive. But I'm going to tell you, good health is one of those things that it's just so. I mean, it's important to everything, and when you when you uh, when you lose it. Nothing else seems to matter, right? Uh, so maybe this is the sort of thing that uh, you know someone who's who's been sick in their life would say, you know what, whatever it takes, um, I'm going to stay healthy, and uh, and and this is something you'd opt in under those circumstances. Or maybe your your job is to stay the peak of health all the time. You're a model or something. Things like that would uh, I think would encourage you to opt in. What about insurance rates? What if, what if you were being offered a, a, a good rate on life insurance or health insurance because you did this? Exactly. Or that, might make, that might make a difference. That, that might be enough to persuade people to start using it. And it could be right. that once you got going with it, you would feel it more as an empowering thing than right. an intrusion, maybe. The, 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 the trick there is to balance the feeling that this intrusive app is messing with my life with the feeling that, hey, I'm making better choices, which would, which would right. feel great, potentially could feel great anyway, if, if you looked at it the right way. So, but, but to me, that's a, that's, a, that's a coin toss, how people are, are going to feel yeah. about something like that. And I think it's going to vary a lot from individual to individual because, as you point out, if you've ever been sick, and in particular while you're sick, you will think, you'll always think, oh, I wish I'd done things differently and this wasn't happening to me right now. But, <laughs> right, right. But, but is, that, is that feeling while you're sick enough to keep you, you know, every moment of every day, you're looking at the menu at the restaurant and the voice is going, no, maybe not that one, maybe this one, right? I mean, everything. Right. You're, you're, there, you're reading in some... bed and it's like, no, no more chapters, go to sleep. Right? It's just like, <laughs> leave me alone, right? Some... I mean, the... yeah. There are some versions of particularly the low carb diet that gives you like a day off once a week, and mm-hmm. I mean it, it just you know it's built into the idea that hey, there's you willpower is currency, and you only have so much, you know. Right. And right. once it's gone, it's gone, and you're you're completely off the wagon at that point. How about we give you a day to eat whatever it is that you think you need to eat, then you're back on it the following day. 
maybe you could build something like that into the program too. You, you know what? Uh, you, you're 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 bugging me all week long, and I'm I'm following your recommendations. But you know what? Saturday night, I'm going to eat this huge meal, and I'm going to drink too much, and you know all all these things. And uh, I don't want to hear any crap from you. That's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much the, the relationship I think I'd have with that app. But uh, yeah, well, assuming that it's always going to work with you where you are, which a good right. doctor will always do. Right. There, yeah. there would be no room for recrimination. So if you yeah. if you switch it off for 24 hours and then switch it back on, it's just going to pick up where you are. It's it's not going to. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Sit down and have a talk with you about what happened <laughs> yeah, on Saturday. Right. Yeah, have, a, have, have some sort of a, you know, a confrontation. <laughs> and I think that option would make it a lot more bearable for people that, yeah. or, or a lot more workable, so. let's put it that way, for people. Yeah. Because then, again, it would be a feeling of, I'm running this show. That, to me, I think that's what's important. People want to feel as though their behavior is up to them. And if I'm making yeah. good choices, I want to feel like I'm doing it. I don't want to feel like someone is badgering me into 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 making well with these caveats phil i think i'd be all i'd be completely on board and would uh and would do it uh, me too yeah oh yeah i think so i think it's a i think it's a really good idea because let's swing it back we we we, we slipped down this rabbit hole of whether it would be irritating but the end result if it actually adds it all up and keeps you on track then that's fantastic and the thing we we should mention is it's not all behavioral a lot of it is just your body temperature has been 3% higher for two days. Something's going on, right? Your blood right. pressure is up, and I, and, and I don't understand why. You're breathing harder. You're breathing faster. You're not, you know, it, it, it's going to be monitoring all these things that you wouldn't notice yourself until maybe it had already turned into something. And, and this system is, is going to notice those things. And I think that would be great. Because, yeah. once and again, the idea of staying early, healthy rather than getting sick is is worth right, the right. price you would have and, to pay. Well, and also maybe if you catch something early, you uh, you you know you have your you, you increase the uh, your chances of uh, of getting rid of it early. You don't you don't have to perhaps just let it run its course. You could you now you can intervene so that it's not nearly as bad. Right. Um, e- so. Yeah. Either either head it off altogether or deal with it in in the early stages and 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 not and not deal with the really severe consequences that might be coming. When you think about all those things, I think it'll be probably pretty standard for people to have something like this working with them in the not-too-distant future. And then, when you do actually get sick, or if you have to ward something off, who are you going to talk to? Well, how about the artificially intelligent doctor? And that's this next story. The artificially intelligent doctor will hear you. Now, this is something we talk about pretty frequently, and I just think it's worth reiterating how much progress is is being made in this response. They talk about this company called Babylon. It listens to your symptoms and provides medical advice. So this is the going to a professional intervention version of sort of the same thing, right? So this is right. this is escalating what's occurred with with your app. Now now it's like I know I'm sick or I know something's wrong, so I'm going quote unquote to the doctor. But even now, the doctor wouldn't necessarily be a human being. This, this is a, an AI-based app that's set up, programmed, to improve on doctor's hit rate for identifying a set of symptoms. So you go in, you report your, you report your symptoms, the system checks it, and it says, 
you've got this. And we know that in yep. certain limited cases already, AIs are better than human doctors at figuring out what's going on with people. How long before right. that's a general thing, do you think? I think it'll, I think it'll surprise us. I think it'll yeah. be on us in five years. Uh, I think five years. Um, where, you know, a, a AI system with a camera that could see perhaps a culture in a Petri dish would be able to tell every disease with less error rate than any human doctor. I, I think that that's just around the corner, Bill. Yep. It's, uh, and, and probably w would see, you know, in addition to the flu, this person also has this other thing that I just see a, a little evidence of that and something a doctor would never have seen. Right. In addition to this viral infection, they're also sporting this uh, bacterial infection over here. You know, things like that. I, I, I imagine that hey, I would, uh, it, it, they're just going to get better at that than, than, than human doctors. And quick, well, they can't help but have the ability to look at many more examples than a doctor can. That's the right. that's the bottom line. That's, that's all it does. and it does so at a computer speed too. So yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, a, a doctor's knowledge of any particular subject area, and, and, and in particular that that doctor's specialty area, by definition, has to be a synthesis of what a lot of doctors have experienced over time. So in effect, it's sort of the same thing. We train doctors in a way that is, that is summing up all of this knowledge over time. The difference, of course, is that it's indirect with the doctor. And right. it's not easily updated in, in, the same, in the same way that it would be for... Yeah, a doctor's got a life, you know. At the end of the day, the doctor goes home and to the... <laughs> To his or her family, and uh, and has a life. Whereas this thing, it could you could make you could task a system like this, Phil, to to look at every petri dish image created in the in the entire world if you wanted to. Yeah. If, uh, if you could centralize this such that it could be, it could look at it and and get better at it too. In this occasion, uh, the system returned this result, and it turned out not to be this. This is it, it turned out to be that. And, and over time, we'd get, we'd get good at thinking, well, you know what, I, this looks a little bit like that one that, that fooled me way back when. Let's, let's, let's consider this other possibility. It, you know, it, it would just get good at it to the point that it's a lot better than, than a human could possibly be. No right. matter how the individual doctor, as you say, doesn't have time to just spend all his or her off hours seeing what the latest research has shown or, or what the latest right. development is, but an AI has nothing else to do. That's all it will ever yeah. do. And the, the, the smartest AI will, will, will have the same, I mean, every AI doctor will have the same knowledge as the smartest AI doctor, right? It, it will be, right, right. There's, it will be distributed in a way. You won't go to a, a quack AI. There's not a possibility. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> right. That's, there, there shouldn't be a big issue with, with quack AIs out there. I don't think, although that's, that's interesting. We, we should bookmark that and see if, 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 that, might, if that might be a problem. Hopefully we won't have to return to that story, Bill. You know? Yeah, somewhere down the road that might, be, that, that, that might actually be a thing. But the other, the other part of it is that if there's new ways of looking at these symptoms and if there's new connections to be made, if all doctors have learned the same synthesis over time, this is the old Thomas Kuhn paradigm idea. You know, there's a narrative around what's happening that yeah. a computer program will not care about. It will figure right. things right. out without, without 
prejudice around what it's supposed to figure out. It, it doesn't care. If, if ultimately, yeah. if, if all these results lead to this conclusion, and that's not the one that doctors have been saying for years, and that's right, then we'll, we'll get the benefit of that much faster than we would by yeah. having a few like rebel doctors no, saying, you know no what, it can actually be this and that whole social thing that has to occur before, it, uh, before that can set in, right? Yeah, yeah. Trends or fads in, in medicine, AI would be immune to that, hopefully, right? So, yeah, and, and even uh, stronger than that, I'm saying conventional wisdom that's wrong or incomplete, it yeah. would be immune to it in a way that a human doctor would have a very hard time being immune to it because right. you, the, things, the things that you get taught from the ground up that become the, kind of the basic assumptions, sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes they, they really need to be revised, and an AI is going to be able to get to that a lot faster than a human doctor will be able to. Although i got to say, as I was reading back over this, the distinction between these two stories, the first two, gets pretty blurry pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and in fact, the app you're carrying around with you might be in conference with that AI or might ultimately, as technology gets stronger and faster, might ultimately just be that doctor all the time, right, diagnosing you as you go. I mean, that's a, effectively what we were talking about anyway. And I, I think it's only – it's only when we start discussing what kind of intervention is going to have to occur and when that the need for it to be escalated even comes into the question. And I'm really un unclear on how that's going to work in the future. When doctors are AIs and we're carrying AI doctors around with us, who decides what medications we get, that we need to take days off work, that we need to be hospitalized, that surgery is required? There's all these decisions that there's a a well-defined infrastructure for making now and yeah. automating that is that's going to be very different well you know i think the ai will show up in your doctor's office and on your wrist or you know wherever you put the sensors right uh, at the same time and over time they'll tend to join yeah, but but not at first right um so, you know, the AI that, that's on your wrist that says, hey, you know, uh, you have been running a temperature, um, not much, but a little bit, see your doctor, uh, will have nothing to do with the AI at, the, uh, at the, your doctor's office that tells you, yeah, yeah, you've, it looks like you're beginning to fight the flu off. Uh, let's, uh, let's see if we can get ahead of this thing. Um, I think ultimately it'll be the same AI. Yeah. And, the, and the, uh, the reason you're in the doctor's office is not to see not to see the AI. The AI will see you now kind of deal. No, I think you're in the doctor's office to get the medicine. Right. Yeah, that, that the human get doctor the may remain the gatekeeper of the human pharmacist for some time. And that might become right. the real bottleneck in the process. Right. But we'll have to see how that plays out. It's going to be interesting to see what the dynamics of all that will be because ultimately if the system is right and knows what's best for you the the idea that there has to be an intermediary layer will seem very safe and rational at first and then will become a burden yeah. and to that some extent the human doctor we will is going to be some exceptions to and uh and and then and, and and then the exceptions become the exception and it becomes right. a rule after after a while to the point yeah. that there, it, we, we just eliminate it um, yeah, I mean, we're talking about yeah, cutting the doctor true. increasingly out of the loop, which I realize is an uncomfortable thing to talk about, but I think that's what will happen. I think the human, right. the human doctor and even the human pharmacist will have a more specialized role, and it will evolve to just 
special cases. They'll, 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 be, they'll deal with exceptions, as you said. And then ultimately, there won't even be very many exceptions for them to deal with. They will, right. they'll, they'll be more like providing input to the, to the AI systems. Okay, the, our next one, treating addiction with an app. This is, this is good. This is kind of a specific instance of the first one, AI keeping you healthy. But this goes to some of that predictive analytics behavioral stuff that we hear about machine learning systems are getting, getting very good at. This is, this is a particularly good one. I, I've heard about, by the way, things like, for example, they can monitor social media behavior and detect whether someone is a suicide risk. Recently, I've yeah. read about that. Potentially, they might ultimately be able to monitor social media behavior and detect whether someone is a show up with a gun someplace and start shooting people risk. And everybody thinks, well, that sounds great. We need some means of preventing that. And if it can actually show up in social media behavior, if, if, if we've got enough of a line into what people are thinking through, through that to prevent that, that, that'll be wonderful. For those kinds of issues, there's all this privacy stuff that becomes yeah. a, a major factor. And it is a factor. Well, it's like, well... It's the, it's the minority we, report thing, isn't it? It's... Uh, yeah, we, we, free we, crime. We, yes. Yeah. And, of course, it should be noted that in that, quote, dystopia, uh, there, was, there hadn't been a, a, you know, a successful murder carried out in that city for, you know, <laughs> for years and years and years. That's... That, that that dystopia is pretty darn close to being a utopia, you know. Uh, so where murder is concerned, yes. Yeah, well, it's re- exactly where murder is concerned. So <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, having an a you know an intrusive, overbearing government in your face on everything all the time. It was not so great, right? I mean, so <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's 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 big there's big trade-offs where this kind of stuff is concerned. However, this is a good example, I think, of one that avoids that problem because. It appears to me this would be opt-in. What, right. what, what we're talking about here is I have an addiction. I don't want to succumb to my addiction anymore. I'm going to use this app to prevent myself from doing that. So if you're willingly providing the data and you're willingly ceding some level of control to the system, which, again, kind of goes back to that first issue, where do, where do you draw the lines on all those things? But, but assuming those two things are in place, this is awesome. This is, yeah. this is, this is the ability... You know, when when people succumb to an addiction, and we were talking before about overeating or eating the wrong things, but how much stronger does that apply if you're addicted to opioids, if you're addicted to heroin, or if you're a smoker? I mean, it's the it's the same kind of principles at play. You're trying to control your behavior. Your willpower can only get you so far. And then what happens? Well, most people, a lot of the time end up stumbling and they they fall back into the behavior that they that they didn't want to be in here's a a, you know a potential prevention for that here's a here's a way to say you know what you don't feel like you're going to slip right now but i see it coming (laughs) the the the, the ai is like you know what we're going to go do something completely different now or we're going to take a very drastic step here because tomorrow you're going to slip and you have no feeling whatsoever that you're anywhere close to it, right? I think call, if you call can, your sponsor, you know. Yeah, here's, yeah. Here's, call your sponsor if you, right now. Yeah, uh, if you can, if you can give people that kind of a boost, I think that'll make a huge difference. I think something like this right. can be extremely helpful. Yeah. Things like uh, this, though, they will definitely build the case for the kinds of things we were just talking about, and I think there's going to be a lot of back and forth about what kind of data we can collect on people 
for their own good and for the public's good in order to prevent things from happening. I think that's going to be a huge issue in the years to come. And in Europe right now, they're making a big push towards privacy. And a lot of these things would be prevented from the outset by by, by the body of regulations they're putting in place. In the U.S., we don't have too many protections around around this kind of stuff right now. It's going to be a very, very interesting next few years watching these kinds of controversies play out. But meanwhile, hopefully in the Europe and the U.S. and everywhere else, people can opt into things they want to opt into and let their, let their own data help them in areas where it, where it actually can help them. Yeah, I, I hope so. And, uh, and, and I hope it would actually be a help, uh, a help to people that have these, these issues. I, of course, when I saw saw the headline, I, I had to I had to laugh a little bit and said, "Well, what if what if my addiction is screen addiction?" You know. <laughs> exactly. Well, actually, that might that might work. The app could shut it down, right? It could, like give it control uh, so. of your system. You know, you, no no more screen today. You're you're, you're gone. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> go, go outside. That, that could work. All right, the next one: stopping breast cancer with help from AI. This is, again, a specific instance of the general principle we were talking about before when it comes to the doctor becoming an AI. And in in this instance, what we're seeing is a system being trained, getting really smart on identifying breast cancer, which it's noted here is, I guess, the number two cancer cause of mortality for women in the country. I, I, I don't even know what number, what that makes number one, but obviously it's too high, and might be this a, is might this be is a, a variant. It could be. Um, the, could the, be. The, this is one of those classic instances where early detection makes all the difference in the world. They say right, that right. the er, the earlier you catch it, the better the the better survivability rate you have. And this is specifically set up to look at biomarkers for the earliest earliest signs of cancer, to to start looking for those things that would be very hard for doctors to detect even if they even if they knew to look for them right so to get the right. to get to get these systems looking for the right things looking for them in a way that human doctors can't and this is another way that this becomes the norm right when when these systems start predicting breast cancer and preventing breast cancer for thousands maybe millions of women before it happens that really makes the case that we love you, human doc, but we got to have this system, right? We've got to have right. we've got to have a system that is actually going to prevent this because we're literally talking about life and death here, and this is a really strong case for improving life outcomes for saving people's lives. Right. This is and this is something that really hits home for women. I, in speaking with you know the women in my family, they say. Basically, the, the, the thought was expressed to me that if you, know, if you are a woman, you are afraid of this. This yeah. is something that is always in the back of your mind. And uh, I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine. And uh, so absolutely, I think this is something that uh, women would, be, would happily embrace uh, if available. Um, uh, yeah, and, uh, I think it's one the medical community would embrace, too. So this is... Yeah. This is kind of how they get you, doctors, right? Because I think most doctors would be excited to see something like this working, too. And most of these things, if you can really improve outcomes and save lives, they're going to be on board with it. But, it, it, but it makes the case, ultimately, that it's like, well, thanks, doc, but you know what? We're going to go with the AI system from now on because they're really giving us the results. However, fortunately for doctors, there's one thing that robots will never be able to do as well as doctors, 
and that's surgery. And that leads us to the final story, right? The recipe for the perfect robot surgeon. Oops. So, yeah, it looks like they're, <laughs> they're, they're working on that one, too. And I think this is one where they've got a ways to go. Since we're almost out of time, we'll, just, we'll, we'll note that while progress is being made on this one, this one has to happen probably after we get a lot more used to the idea of AI doctors generally, don't you think? Well, I don't know. There's advertised here in, in, in Shreveport, robotic surgeons for various eye surgeries and, and surgeries involving a urology, that kind of thing, that, that are you just advertised on billboard. We, we, uh, we have the robotic doctors here, you know, that's... I, I think that's it's kind of interesting. Uh, that is interesting, although I think that the message there is that we've got really advanced equipments that our doctors are right. using. Yeah, and that's and yeah. I think that's exactly what's happening. It's uh, yeah. you, get, you know you're you're never uh, just turned loose with a uh, with a robot, you know, a surgeon. There, it's it's it is a system that allows the the surgeon, the human surgeons, to make smaller cuts. Right. And to do yeah, come things, see me, uh, Dr. Yeah. Human Doctor, because I've got this really advanced piece of surgical equipment that I know how to use. That's ultimately That's the message that, that, that yeah. you're getting with that. And, and that. and that could be the way it happens, too, right? Ultimately, yeah. it's, it's, it's like autopilot ultimately taking over airplane flying, right? It's like, well, ultimately, the, the advanced equipment will just do everything better than the doctor to the point where the doctor is, the job is just to come in and push the button to turn the system on and <laughs> the robot takes it from there. Um, <laughs> to, to feed the dog that would bite him from touching the system. To feed the dog that keeps the doctor from touching anything. That's right. That's to, right. Go back, to, to go back to the old factory of the future image from a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I think that that one, again, it's probably farther off, but you can definitely see the road to it happening. And I think your example there of doctors who are already boasting about that in their marketing materials Kind of, it, it shows what the path to that will be. Okay, well, that, you know what? That's going to have to do it. We have run out of time, and we haven't run out of things to say about AI and medicine. There's probably a lot more that could be said, but I thought this was a, this was a good summary. And uh, to, to sum it up, I think our ability to detect and prevent illness is going to get a lot better. Our interactions with systems to do that going to become a lot more normal and become more or less the standard. And the future of medical employment, I think, like the future of so much other employment, is in question. That Yeah, we'll it, there's going to be different ways that we hire humans that are uh, trained in medicine. It's just uh, it's going, to, it's, going to, it's going to shake everything up, no doubt. But if our results will be better. We'll be healthier people. So we're going to be healthier. Bring, so, it, bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. I think it's, it's going to be worth it. I think most doctors even would agree. Okay, well, that's going to do it. Stephen, great talking with you as always. Great having you all with us. We're going to be back on Wednesday. We're going to keep talking about AI, and the show is going to be called Get Used to It. Robots are smarter than us. So hope you all can join us for that. And until next time, live to see it. 